Thank you for joining us for today's Shaver Cancer Charity Chat. I'm Roseanne Giovanato Shaver, the Executive Director of the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund, and usually my colleague Heather Austin hosts with me. However, she's not available today, so my co-host today will be none other than my husband. There he is, right there. Here I am. Yeah. And namesake of uh, this charity is Carol Evans, uh, Randy Shaver. And along with Randy is our special guest today, the founder of the MFCA's Tackle Cancer Campaign in Minnesota, Coach Dave Nelson. Thanks for being here, Coach. For those of you that listened to our previous podcast, thanks for listening. If you haven't listened, shame on you. Shame on you. You should be listening. Um, We'll get you up to speed. We've talked about how this charity came about. We've talked about Randy's public battle with cancer, not once, but twice. We've talked about how cancer has affected our family, and we've talked about a couple of our largest fundraising campaigns, the golf event, our relationship with Culver's. But today's podcast is focused on a fundraiser that came about as one man's vision and how it's now one of the largest cancer fundraisers in the state of Minnesota, Tackle Cancer. We are super fortunate and blessed to benefit from our partnership with the Minnesota Football Coaches Association and specifically Coach Nelson with regard to Tackle Cancer. But I don't think most folks recognize how Tackle Cancer came about and why. Um, Here's where I'm going to hand it over to Randy because I know the relationship that Randy has with Dave is paramount to how all of this came about. Randy? Well, first of all, I've known you for, I don't know, Maybe the first time we met was mid-80s when I first started at CARE in 1983, started covering high school football in the fall of 1983. Were you at Blaine at that time? Had you just started? Yeah, I got to Blaine in 1978. So I was an assistant coach. The very first uh, athlete of the week was Greg Vonderlippi. That's who right, your was, quarterback. was our quarterback in that's 1983. Right. So that's, <laughs> Ginger uh, Helgeson, the tennis player from Edina, yeah. and Greg Vonderlippi, the quarterback from Blaine, yeah. in September of 83. So that's when uh, our relationship started. Yeah, and so you were at Blaine for 18 seasons. Uh, 24. Tw- 24 seasons. Six as an assistant, 18 as the okay. head coach. Yeah. And won a state title. We did in 1988. Yeah, I remember that. It was against Creighton, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you moved on to Minnetonka. Won a title the first year that you were there or third, second year? Third year. Okay. Yeah, with our son as a quarterback. Oh, that's right. Which was pretty exciting. 2004. Yep. And uh, recently retired a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, after the 2019 season. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look back at your football career, uh, how do you feel? You won 267-some games. You're regarded as one of the top coaches in the state of Minnesota. How, I mean, how satisfied are you that you maybe got everything out of it that you wanted to? Well, first of all, it's a blur. Yeah. I mean, it seems like um, coached for 42 years. It seems like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, you remember the losses. <laughs> you take the wins for granted. But there's still about 30 losses I think about. and uh, But uh, it's obviously more than that. Um, just really grateful to be at two great, communi- two great schools, Blaine and Minnetonka, two great communities. The friendships uh, that are developed, you know, I'm still uh, – um, 
best friends with many of the Blaine coaches and Minnetonka coaches, and that's really what it's all about, and, and the relationships with the players. So uh, that's what I look at more than the scoreboard. But, uh, yeah, just grateful for uh, being given the chance to be head coach of Blaine at age 28 and not really knowing anything and learning the hard way because our first year we didn't win a game. Uh, but then that uh, talk about sy- symmetry. Yes, my last season didn't win a game, yeah. so you know it's. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's uh, God's way of telling me it's time to retire or not. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, it was a great run, and uh, yeah. football's in our family, and uh, just because uh, what I always wanted to do. You and I've had so many conversations about football players, kids, and, and one of the things that's always struck me, and I think one of the things that led to tackle cancer in some ways, is just the um, doing something bigger than yourself. You've always been a very big advocate of this being a part of the process of teaching kids football. It's, it's more than just football. And when you started TC, one of the first conversations we had was, I want us to be able to do something, teach them something about doing things for others, basically. Um, Talk about that just a little bit, because I I know that's kind of at the crux of all this, too, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, throughout the years, we've done different things for the community and, and, uh, I think what makes Tackle Cancer so special for me is our relationship. Yeah. That uh, I know you're, we share the same passion for the love of football, the love of coaching. And uh, so when the opportunity came up to try to do something in, in the Minnetonka community, uh, this was just a natural fit for me. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I think football coaches, especially because of the brotherhood of the of the, you know, closeness you get in football that the community service is really easy to incorporate, and I think it's really an important part of, part of the whole process. So let's back up a little bit and get to the beginning of the beginning of Tackle Cancer. I invite you to my golf event in 2012. You were going through prostate cancer at the time or had just finished your treatment at the time, and as a just a gesture of friendship. I said, you and Maureen, come to our event. Just kind of see what we do. We were at Rush Creek at the time. And you sat in the back Mm -hmm. and you just kind of watched. Mm -hmm. And that led to a conversation, I want to say in July, where you called me up and said, hey, my football players are moving a bunch of rock. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do. It was actually 2011. Okay. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in February. That's right, because the TC started the next year. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And then I had uh, surgery at the Mayo Clinic in April. Yeah. And then you were kind enough uh, to invite Maureen and I to your gala, yep. which we went to, not really understanding anything about your foundation or what this was all about. But, you know, we it looked like a, a really fun event, so Maureen and I went. And I was sitting in the back, and I'm just watching. I think that... That uh, year you had someone who was basically in across the world or yes, whatever. And other examples of people really uh, stepping up for cancer mm-hmm. research. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, I just had cancer. I'm a football coach. I got 
200 players that you know are that I think should be involved and so we got a call right after the gala uh, a person wanted all the rock moved out of this townhouse development so we got about 50 players together and it took three four days and we named it rock cancer let's rock cancer and you came out we presented you with a check that's right I have that picture yep, in my office yep, with the, all their dads and our yep. players and I just thought it was just a awesome way to bring our team together, but to do something good. We raised five thousand dollars for you. Yeah. So that season happened, and then it was in January. Um, I called you. Yeah. And I said, Randy, what do you think if we expand this and ask every high school football team to do something? And you said, that sounds great. So I went to our executive committee meeting of our association, the Minnesota Football Coach Association. I think I also said to you, if you raise $5,000 <laughs> between all of the high schools, that would be amazing. Yep. So I, I uh, uh, talked about the idea at yeah. our executive committee meeting. There's probably 15 uh, coaches who are in a leadership role across Minnesota, and everyone's eyes lit up. And it was a slam dunk. Hey, let's do this. So I called you back. Uh, that that spring, we met with Roseanne and Jeff Maritko, Jeff Ferguson, Bo Labor, Shannon Garrity, who was coaching at Blaine at the time. And we just presented our idea. And uh, I think we met at Plum's Bar. And Roseanne was a little skeptical about, okay, I'll go down and meet with these guys, but I don't know if it's going to you know, amount to anything. Everyone was drinking a beer but me. <laughs> <laughs> and we just talked. And yeah. Roseanne came up with the, with the phrase, tackle cancer. You know, football coaches aren't smart enough to come up with it like that. And she designed the logo. Yeah. And uh, the association, the relationship was... Uh, formed and and uh, we I, the, the next step was I asked 16 of my colleagues who are around the state of Minnesota right. if they would be a rep and they were responsible for about 20 schools and uh, asked them to broach the idea and that first year was uh, I think very successful it was amazing $120,000 yeah. for tackle cancer and, right. and uh, yeah and since then, it's just taken off. The misconception, I think, that's out there is that it's something that I started. It's something that we started as an organization. And I keep telling people, we didn't do this. This is Dave. This is the MFCA. We are just the benefactors of your decision to uh, create Tackle Cancer. Not just take an idea and do it, but take it and run with it. And what you guys have done is amazing. Just the numbers are insane. This is year number 11 of Tackle Cancer. Hard to believe we're, we're at year 11, right? You've raised over $2.3 million for cancer research and patient aid projects in the state of Minnesota, basically by dropping a bucket or a dollar or $5 or $20 in a bucket at a high school football game. And it's not a Metro thing. Right, you've you've worked really hard to tell people, look, this is the state of Minnesota. This is just not a metro thing, right? And it's worked. Yeah, it's been amazing. Well, one of your phrases, Randy, is that cancer touches everyone and in every community. So we've really worked hard at communicating that this is 
for people in southern Minnesota, northern Minnesota, right. Moorhead, Duluth area. It goes to cancer research that's going to go to many, many different unbelievable doctors who might have a cure for you someday. Right. And then the patient aid. You know, um, I know it's documented that dollars are going to communities throughout our state uh, that uh, offer patient aid for, for cancer uh, victims. So, yeah, it's been uh, awesome, and uh, we're really excited this year. We, we set a really lofty goal of $400,000. Right. And uh, we're going to work hard to, re- to reach that and hit the $3 million mark uh, really, really soon. And people should understand, even during COVID, in the 2020 season, that almost didn't happen. Then it started up, like out of the middle of nowhere, to try to get some sort of football on the map that year. You still raised money. Yeah. I think we raised $43,000 yeah. really During by... 2020 COVID yeah. season. Yeah. When teams didn't know from week to week, practice to practice, if they were even going to be on the field. And fans were limited to like two to that's right two to 300 people at a game. Yeah. Right. So here we're expecting... Uh, a typical year with thousands, yeah. and now we have 300 that we can ask to support this this co- great cause. And everybody should know that Dave has also got the Vikings involved, the Gophers are involved, and college football teams across the state of Minnesota. In fact, you know, St. John's has been amazing in raising money for tackle cancer. And so it's not a high school thing anymore. It is an everybody thing right now. And I think you and I um, can both agree. When you say tackle cancer in the state of Minnesota now, everybody knows what it is. They they know it, right? Where the first year or two, you know, you had to sell it. You had to remind people this is what this is. It's not the way anymore. Right. And another really cool thing is it's it's uh, filtered down to youth football. Yeah. In Minnetonka, for example, during our Tackle Cancer Week, every youth football team, and there's like 50 of them, they will ask parents to donate a certain amount of money, 50 cents uh, for a point, a dollar a point. And if uh, their son's team scores 28 points in that game and they've pledged a dollar a point, they write a check to Tackle Cancer for $28. We raised $7,000 at Minnetonka in our youth football program for Tackle Cancer. Uh, the other really cool thing is uh, Ron Stolsky, who's our executive director, and myself go to the national convention every year. Uh, this year it's in Charlotte. It's always in January. And we have uh, meetings with every executive director from, from across the country. And we talk to them about tackle cancer yeah. and encourage them to find you know, a great cause. And uh, people are marveled at what we're doing. So as I back up the comment you just made, and I go back to doing something bigger than yourself. Now you're teaching those youth football players about doing something bigger than yourself at that young age. And, you know, you hope that carries through through their life. Um, I wear a bracelet right now, a purple bracelet, for Jack Simon, football player at Wyzetta High School, who just finished his last treatment of Hodgkin's disease a couple weeks ago. And he's on the football field his junior year. And I asked Lambert Brown, well, how does this hit home for tackle cancer? And he got super emotional and said, this is why we do it. And I think that's what you've brought to Minnesota, 
to football to cancer awareness is you brought it home. You, you make it feel like it's, you know, it's something we all can be a part of and we can all do something. Doing nothing's not an option, right? right. We've talked about this many times, that we all can do something. So congratulations because you've really, you've really done a great job. And I, I have to laugh because you and I sometimes sit together at the meetings in January where we hand out the money where all the smart people come in. <laughs> <laughs> the meeting where I never sit and open my mouth. <laughs> where, where we sit and listen to the, the researchers and the, the patient aid people who, who are looking for uh, uh, money. We listen to their three-minute spiels about why they want us to give them money for their research projects. And I know we kind of look at each other sometimes like, what are we doing here? We, I'm not sure I understand half of what they're talking about. But that's why, again, it's like finishing the project, right? You start the project. You're in the middle of it. You raise the money. And now you get to sit there representing Tackle Cancer and help decide where that money goes. And so that when people understand when they drop that $5 in a bucket, the stewards of the money are not just – us at the Shaver Fund. It's you too. It's you guys who are also saying we have a piece of this too. Not just the beginning of it, but the end of it too. Well, that night is really special for me. It's it's so gratifying to see the work being done. Yep. And I'm blown away by two things. Number one, the the doctors and the researchers that come in are unbelievable with their passion and their knowledge and their commitment. And then with the foundation that you and Roseanne have built with the percent of money that goes right directly to research, it's unbelievable and just really proud. And I think I speak for every football coach in Minnesota that we are involved with the Shaver Foundation for many reasons. One, your love for football, your love for coaching, uh, two, Roseanne and, and Heather, and the great job they do with, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, 90-some percent goes to cancer research. So I feel good at night because the money we're raising, I know it's going to where it's supposed to go. I know you work really hard, Dave, to get everybody involved. If there's a high school football coach or a booster member and they're not doing tackle cancer and you would like them to at least understand what it is and what you're doing, how – what, how, how do they get involved? Just call me, email me. Um, I've sent information to every head coach. I had a call last night, Randy, from, a, I won't mention the school, it's a little school in northern Minnesota, yeah. new coach. Hey, we want to do something. I really don't know how to get it going, and I'm going to call them back to this afternoon after their scrimmage. But uh, just really cool that uh, a coach I had, I've never met him, yeah. But he reached out last night and left me a long voicemail about they want to do something but not sure how to get it going. And right. and he'll find out it's really easy just to uh, – and I encourage coaches all the time. Find some community members that are passionate about this because every community has got many, many people that that are uh, have been touched by this. And, and let them go. Yeah. And, and have them do the work. And if you as a coach want to be involved, great, but you don't have to put it on your plate with all the other responsibilities during the season. So it can be very simple to implement. What has TC meant to you? 
Well, when I look back on my career, um, it's in the top two. It's the relationships that I've built long, your you know, uh, lifelong friendships with players and coaches, but it's also leaving this as uh, just a really cool. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I just feel really grateful that I'm involved. Um, it's just a legacy that's going to go on long after I'm involved with it too, which is great. I think it'll be. And yeah. I told you, Randy, you've when, got you've got coaches already lined yeah. up who have taken the torch, yeah. the, the the baton from you. But when I called you that that day yes, in January, I said, Randy, this isn't a one year deal. Yeah. I said we're we're going to do this forever. So to leave that legacy behind, I think is is really uh, impactful for me, yeah. knowing that we've done some great things, well, which which are much more important than winning a football game on Friday night, which is important, right? But it's not what it's all about. And to bring communities together, uh, stories like the Larry Herm story. Yeah, I mean, those are things that just change your life. So it's changed my life. For those that don't know, Larry Herm is a former football coach at Foley. He's now at Bethel. He's been through a terrible bout of prostate cancer. He's a good friend of both of ours, and we have seen him have the ups and the downs, and now he's on the good side. And But he is proof that research works, that research can make a difference, and that's what it's all about. We're, we're, we're trying to provide hope. That's what Tackle Cancer, in a nutshell, provides, yeah. the funding for hope. Yeah. Well, here's a great example. We were at the coach's clinic that year, and Larry and I are sitting at the balcony. It's, uh, the clinic is long passed over, and he shared his situation with me, and I said, you got to call Roseanne. And he did the next day, and now he's cured. Yeah. I mean, could be a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's interesting, too. I hate to chime in here, but when he called me, he, he was hopeless. He felt very hopeless. Yeah. And... He, you could tell in his heart, he had so much to live for. And he was frustrated. And he wanted to find the hope. He felt that it was out there. He didn't know where to go. Right. He didn't know where to look. And, and that is what um, the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund has evolved into being, not just a fundraiser. We don't just raise money and do nothing with it. We raise money and we support our community, Right. And, and Tackle Cancer affords us the ability to do that. And I don't know if um, you realize this or if the coaches out there realize this or the students and families listening realize this, but Tackle Cancer alone funds at least 10 research programs annually. Think about that. It's amazing. There yeah. are 10 researchers out there benefiting, and there are many, many Minnesotans benefiting from the research money right. that's being raised by Tackle Cancer. So every kid listening, every student, every parent, every coach, you guys are making a difference. And you should also point out that that money all stays in Minnesota. When you, t when you talk about research, you're talking about researchers at the University of Minnesota, Mayo Clinic, UMD. That money stays here for the people that live here. And, um, and we are super transparent about all the projects that we fund. It's on our website at randyshavercancerfund.org. And I think, again, 
all of this combined is an incredible effort that was the brainchild of one man Mm -hmm. who's sitting here today who can be super proud of what you've done and how you've changed the landscape, not just for how football teams approach a Friday night and giving back, but also the cancer community in Minnesota in general. You've, you've helped make a big difference in a lot of lives, and you should be very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really proud of our association, of all the coaches across Minnesota. You know, we don't hit – there's not every school involved, but the majority are, yeah. and that's really a, a great, great reflection on them. 400,000 is the goal. In 2022. <laughs> Good luck, my man. Okay, so, so okay, we're, we're, we're starting to close down the, the thing. I'm going to tell a little story. Okay. So a couple of years ago, um, the golf event makes the most revenue of, of every, let's just, let's just say what, and, 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 you know, you know who runs that, don't yes, you? Yes, okay. of course. Okay. So, so one year, Dave calls me, and now I knew coaches were innately competitive, right? Because I live with one. But I did not know how competitive or to what degree they would go. Calls the office and asks Rhonda at the time, who was working prior to Heather, and says, how much did the golf event raise? And she goes, well, this year it was like $360,244.26. And they raised um, (laughs) $360,040. He literally, Dave Nelson, with his wife, went to the bank, seriously, and donated enough to get it a penny over what we raised. <laughs> well, Roseanne, let me, whoa, let me whoa, tell whoa. you my side of that. When I called Rhonda, she was very tight-lipped. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I should give this up. <laughs> and I, I, I could, come on, I need to know this. So when I met the bank with Maureen, I looked at Maureen and I said, should we make it for a penny less and be classy? <laughs> <laughs> or, or should we make it for a penny more? And Go I, for it. Yeah, so we went for it. <laughs> All in fun, right? Forget about the classy thing. <laughs> not happening. I get it. Oh, I get it. Well, I just had to bring that up because I haven't forgotten that yet. And that was the only time you beat us. Well, game on for this year (laughs) good luck good luck Uh, well thank you dave very much for everything thank you some people obviously uh have have recognized your relationship with randy but i think that the most important thing for me is i get to work with people that are incredible i get to work and i get to surround myself with good people and dave you've carved a niche for yourself as a mentor and a role model for students um i know that because we talk about how your students uh, still ask you to go out and have a beer with them yeah. um, and, and talk about their lives with you. And I can only imagine how that makes you feel, um, not just being a coach but being a mentor to them. And I think personally that that carried over into the whole tackle cancer idea. I want to thank you guys for sharing your input today. Thank you for being here. Uh, but in closing... I think my takeaway from today's podcast is that many people think that I personally can't make a difference or one person's idea doesn't matter, and that is simply not the case. And we've proven that today with this podcast and talking to Coach Nelson. One person's idea and that implementation of that idea, okay, ideas are great, but if you can't make it happen, 
forget about it. You have to implement your ideas. And that is what Dave taught us today, that the idea matters and could very well impact your entire community, as it has with TC. Starting with an idea to raise money collecting coins in a box, at the gate of a football game, to actually funding a half a dozen cancer research projects and community programs annually as a part of the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. I want to thank you all for listening. Thanks to Coach Nelson today for his input. Thanks to my husband, Randy Shaver, for being here today. That's it for today's Shaver Cancer Charity Chat. A special thank you to Office Centers for allowing us the privilege of using their studio here in St. Louis Park. Special thanks to Nick Bonacci for sharing his production skills with us. And until next time, remember what Randy always says, doing nothing in the fight against cancer is not an option. See you next time. Mm -hmm.